0: be current events and scriptures.
1: Praise the Lord. So this week I want to talk about current events and politics. Not that we've already had a lot of politics under our belt already, but um, someone sent me this article about uh, protesting, and it says that as protests erupt, Christians ask, what would Jesus do? This came from the Deseret News, and, um, you know, protests have been springing up all across the country, actually the world. And some religious leaders are wondering, what would, you know, what would Jesus do in response to that? Jesus you know, all Americans, him. as Americans, are taking to the streets and to protest racial injustice, you know. Well,
2: Jesus would tell them that his kingdom is not of this earth. That's what Jesus would tell them. And what would Jesus do? He would tell them that they would have to
1: uh,
2: repent, receive salvation. There's a greater way. There's hope for them.
1: All right. Would he grab a sign and square off against police? No. Would he write letters to politicians? No. Would he say prayers?
2: He would probably say prayers for their deliverance. But, but, but as far as this trend for churches to become so politically involved, it's, it's on the same level as salvation. The Lord would not have done that. Yeah. And, you know, he sacrificed his life so that people could actually see beyond the, the, this world. They could see beyond what's temporary.
1: Well, this article says that the best answer is probably all of the above. No, no. That according according to <laughs> readers from various Christian traditions who said, faithful protesting comes in many forms. Uh,
2: yeah, but no, he wouldn't have done that. That would not Couldn't have been not one of his forms. Prayer form. <laughs> protest. No, no. Prayer is, is that deliverance. And the fact that Jesus was born during the time when the Romans were persecuting uh, Jews. The Jews were being colonized by the Roman Empire. And and the Jews had had several up, uprisings. You know, several rebellions. You know, they weren't successful. And now, if, if Jesus' mission was of this earth, he would have joined in with that. But he told them. That's, that's not what he's about. And... They tried to get him involved politically, and they did it when they gave him uh, a coin that had Caesar's
1: oh, I remember that, yeah, right
2: image on it. And Jesus said, and that was in Matthew's in the twenty-second chapter, and and he, he perceived that they were wicked trying to uh, entrap him. Mm-hmm. And then when he told them, "You give unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's to God, render unto Caesar." Things that are seized to God, the things that are God.
1: Well, this bishop Marion Bud, who leads the Episcopal Diocese of Washington D.C., said that some people are called to be on the streets.
2: Right. Some so, people, so aren't. people are. people are. Yeah. There's some people who are going to be politically involved because there are people that were saved that Paul witnessed to that couldn't come out openly because of their position within government. But there are some people w- within congregations within. Uh, as far as the their calling in the natural there are some people who are going to be politically involved Absolutely. so we're talking about what are, what is the church's role as the church proper the church's role is to lead people to salvation
1: it says that when some people are called to offer a supportive presence in one form or another while others are just called to pray but no Christian is called to say stay silent when people are suffering
2: I, well, I don't know what they mean by stay silent. You know, because not everybody is compelled to be vocal. And prayer reaches beyond, you know, walls.
1: Some religious leaders say... And everybody is called to pray. So I don't, I don't know
2: what they mean. Some people, everybody is called to pray.
1: Well, some religious li- religious leaders say that as the nation mourns George Floyd's death while he was in police custody churches should be engaged with current protests over racial injustice and grappling with their own failures to
2: love their
1: black neighbors in the past. Well,
2: that's, oh my gosh. I mean, okay, we're supposed to be loving not just our black neighbors. We're supposed to be loving everybody. and And I don't care if they're talking about even your enemy. And I'm not saying that a black life isn't as important because we know that it is. But as a church, we're just supposed to be praying for the deliverance of, of, of the individual as far as their soul is concerned. And sure. this, this idea that somehow the churches have to be told that they're supposed to love everyone, something's, something's wrong. I mean, they're, they're, the, the message that they're supposed to be carrying is somehow they've forgotten it.
1: They are supposed to love everyone. Right.
2: That's, that's, that's a given. And you and more so, you love the brethren as yourself.
1: So this uh, Bishop Bug said that one thing Christians cannot do is look away.
2: Well, you're not looking away. But the point is they're thinking that you have to get somehow uh, uh, politically involved as far as in the protest. As far as no, but the Lord said you pray for your leaders. The Lord showed us how to deal with politics. You pray for the people who are in office. You pray for the people who have the authority to make laws. You pray for them because it's prayer that breaks those chains. You know, It's prayer that does it. Now, if you have people who are somehow politically active, I'm not saying that's not their role in life,
0: but I'm saying the church's role is for the spiritual chains to be broken. I think, too, that... Uh... People want people want other people to do what they want them to do, and if you're not doing what they want you to do, then they say you uh, they get upset or they get mad. But that's what you do. But as far as what other people do, like the church, we're supposed to pray for our leaders. We're supposed to pray for you know the cops. We're supposed to pray for their deliverance. We're supposed to pray for everybody. We're supposed to pray for everybody. We're supposed to pray that God breaks yoke, that God destroyed the stronghold of the principalities and the wickedness and high place, that. Right, because we are so
2: divided along racial lines mm-hmm. that even when they're talking about the deaths of people, you know, and we recognize that people of color are being targeted, but their solution to it is racial. It's just like America can't get away from the racial divide.
1: Well, in this article, they're uh, quoting this man, Malcolm Foley, who serves as director of discipleship for Mosaic Church in Waco, Texas. And he's currently writing a dissertation on lynching as he pursues a Ph.D. in Christian history. And he says, as what this Bishop Budd says, the one thing Christians cannot do is look away. He says that For much of American history, many predominantly white churches did just that. Some houses of worship thought it was wrong to, uh, to worry about worldly concerns, so they refused to condemn slavery and other forms of racial violence. They wanted to keep their focus on God and the promise of salvation, not try to shake up the status quo. They believed the church's role is exclusively spiritual, which is often... Understood to be contrary to the physical word.
2: I, I don't, I don't exactly know how or where he's coming from. It sounds like to me what he's saying is that if you don't speak out vocally, then you are somehow condoning what's going on. But. Those particular churches that he's talking about, which I, I don't know, he doesn't mention denominations or anything like that, mm-hmm. where they wouldn't speak out because they felt everything was spiritual. If it was truly their belief that everything was spiritual, and they went to the Lord and they prayed and asked the Lord to undertake, God would move the same way when Paul, Peter, or whoever were, they were in bondage, and the people prayed, and the Lord open the doors of the prison. When you pray, it doesn't, and you're in the spirit, it doesn't just affect a person in in a minor way. It affects the person so that you can actually see the natural results of your prayer, the actual results of your prayer. So much so that when Peter came and wrote a Psalm at the door, they thought that they were imagining things because the Lord showed them when you pray and you're in the spirit and you're asking for deliverance, That deliverance translates not just to something spiritual, but also into the natural. So that Peter was standing at the door because the angel of the Lord has set him free because of prayer. So when people take it lightly, when, when we're saying you tend to the spiritual things, that doesn't mean that the natural doesn't get affected. Because God would deliver on the natural
1: level
0: if you pray and break through on the spiritual level. Yes, and I was saying that People today, they don't put their trust in praying earnestly and fervently to God. They'll say, uh, you know, it's time out for that. It's time for action. You gotta protest, you gotta get out there. Faith without works is dead and all that type of stuff. And the reason why, you know, they, and when you look at it, they've been doing that since, what, 1916. So what has and what has rioting, what has tearing up your own property done with all those years that you've been, you know, um, in the streets. It has done nothing. It has done really nothing.
1: In this article, there's a man that they quote by the name of Daniel Darling, and he has written about racial divisions within Christianity. Mm -hmm. And he said, to this day, some churches teach that faith-based activism violates the Bible's call to respect worldly authority. Members worry that any form of protest would undermine the work of people in charge, and they focus on respect for the law and civil authority.
2: But that, but that but their interpretation is wrong, because if that would have been the case, there never would have been a jailbreak. If that had been the case, they never would have lowered Paul over the wall in a basket, because that definitely was a jailbreak. <laughs> and so, I I mean, so, no, no their interpretation is wrong. But... What we're saying is to actually have effective change. To actually have something move so that man can't control it. You have to go to the Lord so that the Lord can fix it. Now, Israel cried out to the Lord for 400 years. And then the Lord remembered them and heard their cry. What did he do? He sent them a deliverer. He sent them Moses. Mm -hmm. And Moses appeared before Pharaoh. He didn't talk about Pharaoh's civil rights. He didn't talk about human rights. He, He said... We want to go into the wilderness in order to worship our God. That's what he said. Set us free. We'll, just give us three days. We'll be back. You know. Just We just want to worship. And the Lord delivered the children of Israel. So a prayer, the groanings came up before the Lord. And spiritually, they made a breakthrough. And God delivered them, not just spiritually, but also naturally. And I'm saying this concept that they have where they're putting political activity right next to the word of God, is wrong. That's not the role of the church. We're not saying that there, are, that there aren't there individuals within the church that have uh, political callings. But the role of the church is to get a prayer through. The role of the church is to pray for the souls to be delivered so that people have a place to come to for their, their mind, for the renewing of their minds, for the renewing of their strength to try to get because it doesn't take the place of salvation but that's what people are doing, they're, they're giving it the same type of uh, 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 commitment, and, and, it, and it's wrong, because you need deliverance spiritually, and then you can say to that mountain, be thou removed, just with childlike faith, be thou cast into the sea, so if people were to get together and pray and say, Lord, this burden that they had placed upon us, this yoke they placed upon us, God would break
1: it. Well, Foley says that from their founding onward, African-American churches have taught that it's possible to respect governing authorities and call for a change at the same time. They want to save souls while saving lives, and they believe that if you're in union with Christ, you should be using every single resource at your disposal to build a better world, and that's going to include peaceful protest. Yeah. i reading this article and <clears throat> I'm thinking about, what about abortion protesters, you know? Yeah, well, I, I, the,
2: same, the same difference. And they had a tendency even to get violent. If a person wants to be uh, an abortion protester, that's fine. But to say, this is what, the, this is what the, when I believe the Lord said when, when you're striving against sin. To say that the church is going out there as a church, we're against uh, the, uh, abortion clinics and then we, we as a church are standing in front of the clinics. I don't think that's the church's role and I don't care if that's not popular with people. It's the church's role to go before God and to pray and to fast and to consecrate and to tell the Lord because you you don't have the ability to change a person's heart. You don't have the ability to change how uh, if a person's on the course a wicked course of that you don't have the ability to alter that course. You don't have that power, that authority. God does. So you have to. You're not the one putting these laws in, in, in action, like you know, uh, and, and passing all these stupid ordinances and laws concerning genders. And that's ignorant. What we have to do is we have to pray. The Lord, tell, told us what to do. He said, "You pray." And so churches of of all places should be praying. Because you don't, I don't care if you if you have a, a, a person who, they're talking about what, a corrupt officer, and if that officer's heart isn't changed, they're going to be corrupt no matter how many times you march up and down the street.
1: You need the Lord to change the person's heart, to change their mind. You can only do that with prayer. Well, Trump said, the destruction of innocent blood and the spilling of innocent blood is an offense to humanity and a crime against God. And so, although Foley, might agree with this statement. In another context, he said he was frustrated that the president did not put the same energy behind condemning racial violence and police brutality. He says that Trump's statement glosses over the underlying issues. Christians need, and this is Darling speaking, Christians need to be careful not to make the same mistake as they engage with efforts to root out Race-based injustice. It's possible to condemn looting and rioting and highlight the value of peaceful protest at the same time. You don't want to de-escalate things in order to go back to normal life. You still want to protest and you and you want change. But how you protest? This is what I have an,
2: ex- an exception to is how you protest. Just like he was saying, if you if I don't protest in the way that you think I should, if I'm not taking a stand the way you feel like I should. Somehow I'm not taking a stand. That's not so. So when you see the injustice, when you see that the thing, anywhere in the Bible, when you see the things are wrong and they've gone sideways, where did the deliverance come from? It came from prayer.
1: So I'm listening to all this, and I'm reading this article, and I'm thinking about what everybody has said, and and um, and I'm thinking. All the protest, think- thinking over all the protests, even the abortion protests or any kind of protest, we still have abortion.
2: Worse than we ever. We
1: still have Planned Parenthood. Worse than ever. We still have racism. Oh my
2: goodness! We worse still, than ever.
1: We still have all this in e- things that are not equal.
2: Right, and because and, because of sin.
1: And and all the. Protests that were done by the, um, you know, because they were Christians that were protesting, uh, they felt like they were a voice to the voiceless about the abortions. You know, they were all in churches. You know, and I I actually knew a lot of the people that were protesting.
2: Right. But they were striving against sin.
1: They were, but it didn't stop. What I'm saying is that What we want and what we need is something that actually stops.
2: Only God can do that.
1: And the only way that you can is to entreat God and fast and pray and ask the Lord to... And then he'll send
2: deliverance, whether it's through a person, whether it's through uh, an, an act. I don't care whether it's... Whether he uses the natural, just like he would use the Gentile kings to disrupt governments and to take over... Nations and to he would do what whatever it took for the person to be de, for the people to be delivered.
1: And, and and make no mistake, I'm not saying that they're not valuable. If you're called by the Lord to do that, you know there have been women who have spared their children and not aborted them as a result of the protests, even in this George Floyd protest. I mean, if if it's truly peaceful, there have been people and churches that have gone down to the area, and people have gotten saved and delivered, and people have gotten baptized, but it's like that's not getting to the root of the issue. And I don't... Right. I mean, you've had some success stories, is what I'm saying.
0: And then, too, I was thinking, to they always quote this scripture, is most popular the sex... Uh, was it the Chronicle Scriptures where the 2 and 14 was that like my, my people were called by my name first? He was telling me if you humble yourself. And if you turn from your wicked way, because you got people out there protesting the crooked concept, but they crooked themselves. Right. So right. if you get the uh beam out of your eye first. And, and, and then you can be able to see clearly to help somebody else. You can humble and turn from their wicked ways into, then you can hear. Then I'll hear. Right, because uh,
2: what protesting does, it draws the attention of the injustice in the natural. It brings it forward in the natural. It lets natural government, uh, natural people, people in the natural know that there is an injustice, but we're asking for change. So you can put laws on the book, because there are a lot of laws that say you don't discriminate. The police take an oath to protect that doesn't do any good. You have, you have laws on the books. You need a change within a person's heart, a renewing of their conscience. And the only one who could do that is the Lord. So we go before the Lord and we do the effectual fervent prayer, knowing that God will deliver. But I think people, they're, they're in their flesh. They, they want a vent. They want their anger to be known, but that does not bring about a change it doesn't and, you know, and, and there are certain things that bring things to a person's attention but you want God to move so that things will change, now when Jesus came they thought it was going to be political they just knew that the Messiah was going to come and deliver them from the Romans and the Lord let them know that's not his mission because this world, his kingdom wasn't of this world and the same thing has to do with the church this, this is not our home But when we pray for deliverance, when we ask God and we get in the spirit, the Lord will deliver. Not just just in the natural, but he'll deliver people spiritually, which is the most important, so that they know that there is more to life than what we are experiencing here, so that they have a chance to be saved. And the churches of all places have downplayed that.
1: Well... I don't know, I, I don't, if it were so easy to just go out and protest, I mean, I'm thinking about Mothers Against Drunk Driving, I mean, um, they, they did protest, they came together, they did establish a group, and they did affect some change, but that didn't stop drunk driving. Right,
2: and, because because it's all in the nature it brings it up to the forefront to a person's and attention, then, but um, look, at, look at prohibition. You know, when you you try to approach a spiritual problem, which is what all this is—all this hatred, all the um, the homicidal spirits—you know, the the people who are doing things uh, against their brother, hatred against their against their fellow man—all that is spiritual.
1: Right, and then so the other thing I was thinking about then is about um, people that are addicted to drugs and alcohol uh, and whatever. And the only thing that really works is the twelve step program, because it's based on acknowledging the Lord, and you have to really want to. The individual has to really want to change, and the Lord will help them to change, to change the heart and heal the heal all the hurts and heal them of their uh, addiction. Right. So the only way to do that is you
2: have to go to the Lord
1: you can't change you know like someone said in this article that opening and changing hearts does not happen overnight it doesn't but happen period without God they can't make anybody change <laughs> That's right. their heart. they have to want their heart
2: and if their heart doesn't change if their heart doesn't change then God will step in and he will rearrange the whole situation like he did with the Egyptians he will destroy he said heaven and earth would pass away before one of, one of the least bit of his word would pass.
0: Yeah, and I was thinking too, is when they do get out there and protest, then they credit the protest. They credit the march. They don't give God the credit. They'll say because of the protest, charges have been brought against all four officers in the killing of George Floyd. Well, you
1: know, they need, they, and they do bring charges. and and But you know what I've noticed is like companies and politicians and And everything they want to do with the people because they want to protect their interests. Right, but it
2: doesn't bring about a change. They
1: want want the people to vote for them. Stores want people to go and buy things from them. And and it's going to affect change that way, but it's not going to change a heart. So based on everything that we have concluded, Jesus wouldn't protest. No, because
2: that's not getting at the heart
0: of it. Yes, praise the Lord, and let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Today's verse of the day comes from 1 Corinthians 7 and 20. Let every man abide in same calling wherein he was called. Now, ain't God all right? God is all all right. right.
1: Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was, If a poor man oppresses another poor man, what is he like? And the answer is, He's like a sweeping rain that leaves no food. And that answer can be found in Proverbs chapter 28, verse 3. And it reads, A poor man that oppresseth the poor is like a sweeping rain that leaveth no food. This week's food for thought is, Gold and silver are not as good as what? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought.